the sequential, the sequential, sequential development, development of network marketing leaders on your team. That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. You know, I think the profession overall understands that amateurs try to convince people, professionals sort the word. I'm trying to get somebody to join. I'm trying to get somebody to to buy. I'm trying to get somebody, get somebody, get somebody needs to be eliminated from your vocabulary as it relates to network marketing. It's not about getting people. It's about finding the right people at the right time in their life. And once you do that, that honestly is when your work starts because the real job is the sequential development of future leaders on your team. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Welcome to the MLM Success Podcast. Great to have you guys with us. You know, many times over the last two years, I've said the most important success trait that I believe is going to be so important for all entrepreneurs moving forward from this point and time in history is the ability to focus, 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 focus. People are so distracted and focus is so important. If you ask me, if you said, Dale, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a, a le- I want to be a leader in network marketing. I want to build a the lifestyle that I know this industry can provide for myself and my family. What, what do I really need to be focusing on? And my response would probably be the sequential. And that's the most important. That's the second most important word, maybe even more important, depending upon where you are. If you are already a pretty focused driven individual, and you you respect your time and time management, and you know you're on the path. Then you know you're you're focused, and you've kind of gotten through fear, and and you've conquered fear, and you're focused. Then the the next word absolutely is sequential, and it's a sequential development of future leaders, homegrown leaders, on your team. People must be developed sequentially. You cannot teach algebra to someone who doesn't, who hasn't learned basic addition yet. It's a sequential process. You build concept upon concept, idea upon idea, sequentially. And the number of people that have wasted unbelievable amounts of money going to events and online events, offline events, 
going to events trying to learn something that they're not ready for yet and have been sold that this is the foo-foo dust you've been looking for is staggering. It's staggering. Uh, people tend to look for the foo-foo dust. They look for the shortcuts. They want to progress within their comfort zone and all, all progression happens outside the comfort zone. All growth happens outside the comfort zone. And the best way for a niche entrepreneur coach to get rich is just simply tell people they can become wealthy within their own comfort zone. So it is what it is. Uh, sequential is a word that, you know, honestly, I, I've never heard anybody else use in this profession. I, I haven't. And I really believe that it is beyond important. So as I set this up, here, here's the situation. A couple of days ago, I wake up and I got three emails in my email box and I got a voice message that somebody left all asking about a post that they had read and confused or disturbed, confused or disturbed. They were and wanted feedback. And I realize there's probably other people that have read it as well that didn't send me a message, but were probably confused and disturbed. And I, I called the author of the post and we had a great talk and I told them I was going to do this podcast and, and, I understood much better where they were coming from. And as I told someone, I, I know exactly what they were trying to say. It's just, it just kind of got off track. It, it kind of went down a different path than it was maybe originally intended. So I'm going to share the post with you and some comments. And I think this is deep. This is very deep. And I'll just tell you right now, it's deep, you know, and, and it's not for most of the people who'll be listening to this podcast. Most of you that are trying to, that are listening to this podcast are trying to get yourself in a rhythm and a groove where you're, you know, consistently every single month moving towards your goals and your reasons and, you know, adding three to five new team members slash customers every single month. And you're just trying to spend your time wisely. And, and progress and move forward every single month in your business. And I respect that and I appreciate that. And we may even include this over on the, the no fluff podcast because, uh, this really is more of an advanced leadership concept idea that I'm going to be trying to communicate with knowing full well that the word sequential is not really thought about in the mainstream network marketing environment in which we're all part of today. So we're going to talk about this and I hope that helps. And I'm going to just going to kind of read the post and let me give you some history when talking to the author. What it, what had happened was uh, there in this particular uh, company, there was some people that uh, they're doing live events probably four or five, six nights a week. 
and different leaders are doing different events. And within his leadership structure, there's probably three or four of those live events are being held every week. And then there's some other leaders that are also doing them. And what had happened uh, was that uh, there had been people that had went to, and we'll just call it an outside leader, even though everybody's in the same company, but had went to an outside leader's event with guests, had guests there. And for whatever reason, I didn't get into details. It doesn't matter. But the leader was not able to conduct the live event. And they didn't get somebody to replace them. They just didn't do it. And this happened like a couple of weeks. And people were getting frustrated, and you know, which is normal. And again, I don't know any of the details other than what I what was covered with me because I don't need to know the details. It doesn't matter. But that was the purpose for this post, which made the whole post make a lot more sense for me. And again, I just think it went down a road that maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't intentional, but it was not needed. And it definitely created confusion uh, for some of our people. So I just wanted to address this. I think it will speak to a lot of people. Uh, I hope that it will. And with the hope that you'll really think about this word sequential because it's so important. It's so important. You know, I, I have a nephew that worked in heating and air for about 10 years and uh, working just hard as he can. And in the summer, it's, you know, hot as it can be in, in Georgia. And in the winter, it's cold as it can be. And just got tired of that heating and air business and decided he was going to learn how to drive a truck and went to truck driving school. And his first, like, 30 hours or so on the road, he's got somebody in the cab with him, an experienced truck driver that's riding with him. It's actually required to before he can get his actual license. And uh, so he, he's been doing that. And, and again, from him starting from never driving a truck to – his license, there's a sequential process. And if you look at growth, growth in any endeavor in life, there's a sequential process. Whether you're sitting down learning how to play the piano and you figure out your first lesson where middle C is or anything else, playing a musical instrument, anything that can be learned and can be taught by somebody that doesn't require, you know, God-given skills, talents, or abilities, but, but can be taught and learned by anyone that has the desire to learn the skill sets, uh, there is a sequential process to it. And I don't care if we're talking about knitting or you name it. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the process, if you go to work in a restaurant, you know, for waiting tables and what you do and how you take the order and then where the order goes and then the, the follow, everything, everything is a sequential process and it can only be duplicated when it's systemized. That's why, you know, welcome to Starbucks. What can we get started for you today? Can be, was heard. Now they're starting to change it up, but was heard for many years at every Starbucks, no matter where you were in the world. And you pulled up to the drive-thru. That's why for years, you know, we all heard, would you like fries with that? And I could go on and on and on. I'm not going to. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to. We learn. We master sequentially. 
Yes, we can learn bits and pieces like I had to my first three years in network marketing, just trying to learn bits and pieces here and there until I could finally pull everything together and put it into a system. Now it can be taught. Once that paradigm shift happened for me, it changed everything. It changed everything. And today, the network marketing profession has has gotten so far away from that philosophy, if they ever did have it, that it's just amazing to me. And as I've said recently, see, the compensation plans that produce millionaires in the 70s, 80s, and 90s in this profession, many of the compensation plans are better today than they were back then. Without question, many of the products are better today than they were back then. What has changed? What's really changed is the leadership and the way they're, they're what they're calling leadership. And real leaders don't develop followers that stay on auto ship one more month. Real leaders develop other leaders, as Brian Tracy said. So that's the real issue. That's the foundation on which is going to become more and more important moving forward in this profession. Yes, there will be gimmicks and softwares and platforms that will hit and produce a lot of volume real quick, you know, like the uh, fear loss single line downlines have in the past. And I could go on and on and on. Yes, there'll be software. Yes, there will be other social media platforms, uh, you know, and it's like they come and go. You know, and they have for years. So, yes, all of that will continue. But the bottom line is your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are, and this is a very key word, developed on your team. How do you develop leaders? You do it sequentially. See, I sincerely believe over the next 12 months, anybody listening to this, if you know what you're doing and if you have the training systems in place that are designed to develop your next wave of leaders, I sincerely believe that it's much easier to develop 30 future leaders over the next 12 months than it is to find three leaders. To find three leaders or people that have had success in this profession that we call leaders. It's easier to develop homegrown leaders if the systems are in place. If they're not, it's a nightmare. But if they are, it's not that difficult. It's just the same thing over and over and over. It becomes very monotonous. The problem is people have this mentality, I'm going to go find me a leader. And the reality is most people that we consider to be leaders today in network marketing are really just people that joined the profession and they had transferable skills when they joined and because of that, they were able to get something happening. They were able to start get a team started. And you've heard me say a dozen times, those that join this profession with transferable skills and get their business off the ground, have the, they have the hardest problem, the hardest challenge duplicating down the road. That's why most six-figure earners in this profession, from the month they hit six figures, they are out of the profession within five years. Why? Because their people cannot do what they do. 
They they came into the profession. They built it on their own skill sets, mindsets. They had the ability to communicate and bob and weave and ad lib. And they have God-given talents many times they don't even understand that they have. And they think everybody has and everybody can. And that's not the way the 27% think or operate. 70% of the people are going to die broke regardless of what anybody does. 3% can join this profession and row with the skill sets, mindsets, determination that they enter the profession with. And, yes, it takes skill sets, mindsets, but they can be developed. Uh, determination and time management skills can be developed. Some people come into this business with transferable skills. Most don't. And when you have those that did build it with their transferable skills, trying to teach people that don't have those same skill sets and they didn't have to development, develop them because they came with them. Then we end up in a state of dissipation that the profession is currently in. It's just not that hard to figure out. So let me get to this. I don't want to take a lot of time. I got a pack. We're actually getting ready to head to Las Vegas for a leadership retreat. We're really looking forward to that. We'll have the opportunity to meet many of you for the first time, and we can't wait. We're really looking forward to that, looking forward to the event. It's going to be a history-making event, first of its kind. And so we're fired up about being there and meeting many of you that will be there as well. So this was the post to all team members. And I think I told you the background, you know, why, why this was written. Events by other leaders outside of this team are not guaranteed. We are unable to control what other teams do. And honestly, why would you invite your prospects to listen to other team leaders? That is just opening the door to losing a prospect. So the main point was, if we have an event scheduled and we can't make it, you can rely on this team to get a replacement, period. That was the point. And it was, again, because there was some just murmuring going on. And and so the article, the post was written to stop the murmuring. Now, my only point on this is if someone contacts you ever that has already been in communication with another person on your team, then you should always do whatever you can to send them back to that person. There's not one person that's worth it. I mean – and again, I've talked about this uh, multiple times, so I'm not going to go any further than that. But it's just standard business practice. If somebody else, you know, you talk to somebody else, uh, I, and I had this happen yesterday. I talked, about, I, I contacted a, a guy that I worked with probably 20 years ago down in Memphis, and he was right then in communications with somebody else that was actually sidelined to me that I know. And I said, awesome. I hope you join her. It's a phenomenal opportunity and I'm done. And he came back. He said, well, Dale, I didn't know you were building. If I'd known, I would have, I would have contacted you. And I said, man, no problem. But, but you need to, you need to join with the person that's already contacted you. That's my loss, not yours. The opportunity is phenomenal. You need to get involved. And that was, that was, that was the end of it. That was the end of it. So let me go back, 
re pick pick up the uh the post here. So the basic concept was don't lose the don't leave the door open. You can depend upon our team. If we say we're gonna be doing an event, we'll be doing the event. And then he says this is this leads to a bigger issue. The one who holds the clicker gets paid quicker. Uh never has a more uh th- there is no basis in reality for that statement zero it's not true uh i understand what he's saying i understand why he's saying it what he's trying to communicate and i and i agree with the the fundamental foundation of of what is trying to be communicated but that's not true you should never be totally reliant on a team member at any level to give a presentation when you should be giving the presentations for your prospects. What? What? The slides are readily available for anyone on the team to have access to and practice with. And I just, I had to ask the author, because I called the author, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I called him and said, look, I'm going to do a podcast on this and uh, explain where I was coming from. And it's all cool. But uh, I asked, I said, would you really rather have people that have been with you, you know, 90 days, six months or so, would you really rather them doing their own presentations with their prospects instead of getting on, you know, one of the leaders' Zoom calls? Would you really rather that, would you really rather that happen? And they just kind of laughed. And here's the reality. If I say it, to if I'm talking to people that I know, and if I say it, they doubt it. If somebody else says it, they believe it. And, and when you're especially dealing with new people, they're just getting their business launched. You know, it's like, well, Aunt Betty... Aunt Betty knows their track record. Aunt Betty knows they've never been involved in business. They've never built a profitable business. They don't know anything about business. Aunt Betty knows their full history. So so when when they're talking to Aunt Betty, Aunt Betty's like, well, how did you get so smart about business and trends and products all of a sudden? But you can take someone that's in another state that maybe even talks with a different accent and they hear them and all of a sudden they're the expert An expert. What is that saying? An expert is someone from a different state with carrying a briefcase. That's the way humans work. If, if we say it, they doubt it. If somebody else says that they believe it. So just from a broad perspective, it's always better. If you're sharing the opportunity, if you have somebody else share the opportunity with people that you know. That's why back in the day, three-way calls were so popular. Now, I don't believe in three-way calls today. I think it's just people, it's totally inconvenient and 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 will slow down uh, the recruiting process very quickly, Wait, waiting for four days trying to hook somebody up with a three-way call. I don't believe in that today, in today's environment. But my gosh, you know, when you have new people that are trying to get into a rhythm of recruiting 
and get into a rhythm where they can recruit three to five new people a month and control their financial destiny, and then you tell them you need to be doing your own presentations, it really throws a wrench in the in the whole process. Again, there's a sequential time and place for everything in this business and in life, whether you're learning to play the piano, drive a truck, or anything else. There's a sequential process. You can't teach algebra to somebody who hasn't learned basic addition yet. So this whole concept is just flawed. I'll continue with the post. Years ago, leaders Years ago, leaders would tape themselves giving their presentation and listen to that tape over and over to memorize their talk. Now we do Zooms and record them so we can use them over and over. Yes, it's much more proficient. <laughs> and who who used to tape themselves over and over? Newbies that had been in six months and trying to learn how to get themselves in a recruiting rhythm? No, leaders did. Leaders, not newbies. Not not people been around six months. Leaders. And it's much more, you know, the day that I read that over 60-some percent of the U.S. population now had VHS players in their home, that day I, I put away my pitch book. That's what they called it back then. I never liked that name, but that's what it was. My one-on-one presentation. I, 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 I put it away. I'm done with it because we can now duplicate with the same presentation. All we have to do is hand somebody a VHS and say, push play. I can remember paying $82 or something like that, $70, $80 for my first VHS opportunity overview videos and you know, when you bring somebody into business, and that was a long time ago. That was back in the 80s. And you say, you know, you need at least five of these if you want to build a business. And they're, I mean, we were buying them like 100 at a time. It was like $60 a VHS. But you, and it was not easy. To, it was not an easy move to make. And it was not popular. But it would duplicate a whole lot quicker. And then it made a whole lot sense. And from a time standpoint, you know, you're not sitting around in a coffee shop waiting for some guy to show up for his appointment that you set. You're handing a VHS. Made a whole lot more sense. We got to be smart. But then he goes on. But pay close attention. The ones that are making the most money are the ones who are giving the most presentation, and they always will. Simply not true. Not true. I, I would say we're probably down and I probably in probably in the top five, maybe, you know, money earners in the company at this point, you know, and again, this is just launch. Everything's real brand new. But I say we're probably in the top five or so. I, I really don't know. And it, and I really don't even ever consider it, but we're doing okay. We're happy. And you know how many presentations I have given to people explaining the company, the product, the history, the comp plan, you know, sit down in a presentation on a Zoom or in a coffee shop or I I have not done one presentation with anybody from start to finish. 
and I hopefully never will, will never have to. And as long as there's recorded Zooms, I won't have to. So the person giving the most presentations is the one that makes the most money and always will. It's just, it's, it's like, where did that come from? Cause it's not true. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about, I'm in Georgia at the time. And I think back in the NSA days, they had a huge office here of a lot of national marketing directors, people at the top of that company. And I remember one of the best speakers out of that office was a gentleman named Larry, Larry Barnett. And I would love to find, I got his VHS somewhere stored somewhere. I'd love to, to see it again. Larry was phenomenal. And he talked about all he had to do was get guests in front of the people. Just get the guests there. He's, he was at the top of that company, one of the top money earners in this area before he ever did anything in front of the room. And he was an experienced speaker and, and phenomenal. And people said, why, why didn't you tell us you could speak like that? He said, cause I didn't want to have to do that. He said, when I was bringing my guests, I knew they knew me. They didn't know you. I knew if they heard somebody else say it, they would believe it before they would believe me. Smart, very smart. So again, I could give you story after story of people that I've met over the years who never, never did presentations ever. Some leaders that were, I know leader, we had leaders that were running offices for us back in the day and they didn't do any of the presentations. They might have done a few trainings here and there, but they got the best speakers in front of the room, the best speakers. Some people are very good at organizing. Some people are very good at different aspects, design. And I, we could go on and on and on, but some people are good at speaking. Uh, and, and that's who I try to get people in front of the people. I mean, I look at, I would much rather for multiple reasons have them in front of other people other than myself for multiple reasons. So it's just not true. And, and when, when new people read this kind of stuff and it's like, well, do I need to download the presentation and start practicing? No, heck no. You need to get yourself in a rhythm. And what is your goal right now? You know what your goal right now is. Your goal is to get yourself in a situation where you can recruit three to five new people every single month so you can control your destiny. And don't think about anything other than that. Period. That's where you are on this path, on this road right now. Then he goes on, this isn't a red, blue, yellow, green talk. This is a business. You aren't here to become, because you aren't here because you want to be part of a community. You, if you, if that's true, you should join Kiwanis or Elks. And I agree with that 1000%. We're looking for people that, uh, you know, they're not trying to be part of the social club, as I call it. You know, I've said, thousand times many people like hanging out in network marketing because they like those people better than the ladies at choir practice you know or elks or whatever else the kiwanis club this is not a social club it's a business i 100 percent agree with that statement it goes on it's time many of you start giving some presentations to each other and practice you you need no one's permission to step up and lead you don't need anyone's hand to hold. 
you have to decide to lead and go do it. I agree 1,000%. But giving presentations is not leading. Giving presentations is not leading. Giving presentations is not necessary to build a business. You want to practice, practice following up with prospects like you know, you're the negative prospect, then your practice partner is the negative prospect. And practice what you, how you would communicate with the different objections that are common and master how to do that. Again, this is a sequential process. Practicing and, and doing presentations is down the road, down the road. And, and again, I go back to, you know, years ago, I did an article at MLMHelp.com talking about there was over 10,000 self-proclaimed gurus, ninjas, pros, uh, advisors, consultants for network marketing. People calling themselves, uh, giving themselves a title uh, and, and doing YouTube videos. And the number of dormant YouTube videos because people bought that philosophy. Hook, line, and barrel because there was people selling affiliate programs telling them that they needed to do that because those people were more interested in making a, a, a profit from selling them a program than they were teaching them the real skill sets, mindsets that you sequentially develop to build your team. Now, I can promise you, that is not where this person is coming from at all in any way, shape, or form. I know that. But again, never mistake sincerity with truth because some people are sincerely wrong. And there's a lot of people in the network marketing profession that have not considered the word sequentially strong enough, hard enough, long enough. Again, if you're not generating leads and sponsoring consistently three to five members a month, learning how to do presentations and downloading the company overheads is a 1,000% waste of time, energy, and effort. And even if down the road it's something you decide you want to do, you, the longer the wait, the greater reward is proven by Larry Barnett and many, many, many other awesome leaders in this profession. It's crazy to me that so many want to stay so dependent on their uplines. Uplines, when you are at the top of your business, I don't know anybody that wants to stay dependent on their upline that is serious about building a business. I don't know one that is. But I know a lot of people that are smart enough to understand that great leaders were first great followers. I know a lot of people that, that understand that, that great teachers were first great students. And, and, and the paradox in network marketing, there's a lot of great students, are great teachers that were first great students. But very rarely do you find great teachers that were first-grade students and also great leaders that were first-grade followers. So if you're a follower and a student, then you're on the path to becoming a great leader and a great teacher. And, and I mean, we could talk for hours about that concept right there. 
because network marketing is full of some people that are great teachers and some that are great leaders, but it's rare to find a great teacher leader, both of them, because they usually don't, it just doesn't work out that way because most people in network marketing that have leadership titles, most of them enter the profession with transferable skill sets, mindsets, work ethic, credibility, connections, whatever. You know, as I talk about in the webinar I did, you know, several years ago about the six dominant quote unquote leaders at the top of every network marketing organization. We'll try to find that and put that link. I know it's, well, I, what, if I remember, I'll try to put that in because if this is something that's getting your attention, that would help a lot. I've said, and I, I have, I've said I have operated my, as if my upline doesn't exist. And I have to operate my business that way because if they just up and leave and go somewhere else, I want to continue building what I love. Smart advice. Smart advice. But again, that's why recorded presentations are so valuable. Recorded Zoom presentations are so valuable because if your upline decides that they're going to go on a you know, a trip around the world and they're going to be gone for 60 days. You, it, it shouldn't take you out of the business and it won't if, if you have the right recorded presentations. Start becoming the leader you should be. Be the leader that your downline starts inviting their prospects to see. Uh, that's how this ends. And I just ask, ask the person, said, do you really want your people? doing their own presentations instead of getting them with in front of experienced leaders. It, it, do you really want that? Do you really want them to do that? And it was just kind of a laugh. Uh, so again, I would say please understand that until you consistently have growth in your business, the real, the real go is not learning how to do a presentation. The real go is what do I need to be doing today to create growth in my business. And and again, that is working towards adding three to five new team members every single month. Um I got a I got a uh email. I'm gonna just share with you kind of what that looks like, but I did get an email. And see uh, I'm I'm beyond disturbed by this. But I understand it perfectly, and I'm not upset at all uh, because everybody's everybody is becomes part of the culture in which they were raised, and you know three percenters tend to think, just get out of my way, go get it done, you know because they have the ability to bob and weave, and again, three percenters don't understand what twenty seven percenters need to progress move forward, the systematic approach. That, that has to happen, the sequential systematic approach. Um, I'll just share with you a couple of things. I mean, and then we're going to wrap this up. And, you know, because the real challenge is leaders that, that created their title and their teams with the skill sets, mindsets, the transferable skills that they entered the profession with, and they didn't learn it sequentially and step by step. Uh, 
there's a difference between understanding duplication from a theory standpoint, point, understanding the theory of duplication and have having gone through and experienced what that duplication looks like. See, a lot of people have never experienced the study and the implementation of duplication on a team. They've never, they've never experienced that. They understand conceptually what duplication means and they talk about it a lot, but they've never experienced the process and the sequential movement forward in a duplicatable manner. They've never experienced that. So how can you teach that which you've never experienced unless you become a real, real serious student about that? And it's really hard for people to do that because they're so good at just bobbing and weaving and doing their own thing. And they expect everybody should go online and start, you know, doing YouTube videos. And, and, and what they don't understand is when in this profession, when someone does that, and myself and many other people can see right through what they're doing. Uh, it, it ruins their credibility, you know, because two or three or four or five years from now, when they have the experience, they have the track record, they have the success, but they were, they were trying to teach something they'd never done prior to that. It's hard to it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube after you after you cross over that line. And again, I feel sorry for a lot of people because a lot of that's what that's the culture in which they were raised. That's what they were taught to do. And the number of people that actually works for is so insignificant. It's not even worth. It's not even a bip, you know, on the scale. It does not work. Talk, do it, then talk about it. Um, so that's the challenge. So it, just from a very basic, let's get going standpoint, what does this look like? What does directing people, what does teaching people sequentially look like? Well, the first thing when somebody joins our team, we ask the, all the same question. And everybody that's listening to this is part of our team. You know exactly what the question is. You know exactly what the question is. You know. The first the first thing we do after somebody joins, see, after they join is when the work starts. After they join. It's not about getting them in. It's about finding the right people at the right time in their life who are ready to do something because the timing is right in their life and then providing them, you know, sequential systems that can create success over a three- to five-year period of time, financial independence over a three- to five-year period of time, if they're willing to follow the path and plug into the systems. And if they're not, then that's cool. But it's not on us, it's on them. So what's the first thing we ask? The first thing we ask is we, we just say, look, we've got a proven sequential system that we use to develop leaders on our team, do you want to plug into our system or do you want to do it on your own? And if somebody says, nah, I've got this covered. You know, I've been doing this for seven years. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm cool. I've been doing this for 11 years. I got it. I'm covered. 
no, I'm good, man. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to do the exact same thing that created success for me in the last 11 companies I was in. I had somebody tell me that, literally. I'm going to do the exact same thing I've done in the last 11 companies I've been in. I said, how long have you been in the profession? I've been in, I've been in eight years. Okay. If you, you know, cool. I'll add you to our Facebook team page and, and the, our uplines Facebook team page and, you know, get you the call schedule and go for it. Anything I get's a bonus. Go for it. Mentally, emotionally, I don't have to think about that person ever again. They can do whatever they want to do, however they want to do it. They're an independent contractor. Do whatever you want to do. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. Do what you've done in the last 11 companies. We're cool. Good. We're good. And I mean it. It doesn't. I just got to know who I'm dealing with, as you will. So we ask the question, and if they say, yeah, I'd like to get plugged in, you know, makes sense to me, then, you know, what is that going to look like? And, and, and the thing people need to understand, this is what we do with every single person, everybody. We're going to launch a business just like we were launching a taco stand or a hamburger stand or any other restaurant or dry cleaners or any business you want to name. We're going to, we're going to send out our menus. We're going to, you know, we're going to let people know we're in business and we're going to do some coupon kind of stuff and, and we're going to let, we're going to have a grand opening, a grand launch. We're not doing PBRs, anything weird. We're using primarily direct mail and text and email. Uh, but we have a very sequential launch process. And the first thing we ask people is top 20 reasons, top three, uh, 50 names to practice with during the launch process. And what we're finding when it, when people follow the launch process, uh, they're getting an unbelievable positive response uh, to the products Uh you know, they might find one or two people where the window is open, the timing's right for the business. But our ultimate goal, just to get the foundation built and get them in the flow of the systems, is is get the foundation done and that uh, get the launch done. When when is the launch done? When they've gotten fifty no's, fifty no's, fifty people that saw the little three-minute intro video on their website that we set up for them. They saw it. They're not interested. That's a no. Are, are people that have gotten the letter, tried the samples, uh, saw that the samples taste phenomenal, uh, went to a webinar where we talk about becoming a customer but decided that they didn't want to become a customer, that's a no. So if you can get 50 people that tried samples, don't become customers, and are, Watch the three-minute video on, on your website and are not open for more information. If you can have 50 of those within 30 days, you're rolling. If you can do it within 90 days, you're good. Then the launch is officially done. Now the foundation's there. You've gotten enough of the standard flow of what we do, how we do it. You know, it becomes very predictable. And then after your initial launch, your goal is to, we're going to share with you, uh, 15 different ways of outreach to create leads, inbound and outbound leads. 
and we'll add we're at, we'll have five more by the end of the year for sure. So we have multiple ways to generate leads. We've got support structures in class where people can come together and do their outreach, you know, together so that they have people right there that can answer questions if they come up during the outreach. Uh, we've got, we, we've got the, uh, we can do this through text, through, um, the texting platform, uh, multiple ways to do this because it all comes down to numbers. It all comes down to finding the right people at the right time in their life. And it comes down to how do we add three to five new team members a month so we can control our financial destiny. And it all comes down to how many ways you can generate leads. So that becomes our focus heavily after the launch with the go, uh, as I said earlier, the launch is getting to 50 no's. Once they get to 50 no's and their launch is complete, they get a pin that we're, we're working on a lapel pin that people will have. It says 50. So as our organization continues to grow, I know, you know, who's launched, who hasn't launched, et cetera. And then 15 different lead generation methods, 20 by the end of the year with the go of getting themselves to where they can recruit three to five people a month and control their own financial destiny. I mean, and that's just it. That's just it. It's it's not difficult to understand. It's not hard. It's just people trying to find different ways to do it faster, shorter, quicker, easier. And 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 it it's just not there. So what I do now, I mean, my my job is I mean, I'm doing my 3 to 5 every single month. Absolutely. I'm doing my own outreach. Uh, for the most part, uh, and and eventually a lot of this will be outsourced for all of our people, but but that's the process right now, and it's just not that difficult. And yes, there's a whole other series. Once a person gets to five a month, then we can look into paid Facebook ads, and we can look in probably at, at doing some YouTube promotions and a lot of other stuff down the road. Uh, with the ultimate goal of getting to a point where you have enough money coming in through your investments that you don't need the check from your company. I mean, that's, that's when you've made it. So, you know, we take somebody's making 6,000 a month. They start making 12,000 a month with us. And by the time they pay their taxes and support the charities or church or tithe or whatever they want to do there, they take the excess money and they, invested in income generating assets so they get to a point where they don't need the check from the company in order to live a comfortable life that's when you've made it but again that's a whole nother segment you know after most people most people never get their business launched the start stops most people but if they're willing to plug in and 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 capitalize on the support that we provide and the culture of the team and and get themselves plugged in then they, their upside potential is unbelievable. So what I'm doing now is I'm doing what I do. But again, we have a lot of people that are in this three to five master, mastering the three to five to a, m- a month right now. They've already gone through their launch and now they're working on mastering, you know, recruiting three to five a month. And so they have a lot of questions and, and they get a lot of different feedback. Now, the, the, the most common objections are the most common objections. And like, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm done with network marketing. I've, I've tried it five different times and I've never got any support and I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just, it's not for me. 
And we get that a lot. I mean, more than I had anticipated. So we just set up a a website, MLM Never Again. They can go there. They watch that video. There's some other information there. It's either going to swing their pendulum to the point of, you know, maybe I should at least check out what they're doing since this is a ground floor opportunity that's been very successful uh, in 30 countries around the world, and it's just now coming to North America. Maybe I should look. Maybe this teen culture structure is what I was missing before. So we get that too, you know. But most people, most people, if they're negative and they're not going to do MLM ever again, you know, and we send 10 people to that to that site, a couple will end up joining us, and those people are extremely serious. They're starting to see that they didn't have the right team culture support structure when they first got involved or are in the last four companies they were with. And they start to, it takes about a month, but they start to see the difference. And, you know, some of those people are going to have unbelievable stories to be, that you'll be hearing about on this podcast in a few years. So that's just the way it is. So my job is to do what I do, but to be there when people are trying to really learn the the skill sets and mindsets that will move them forward, which is definitely not doing their own presentations. <laughs> it's not that, but are doing the right things and Matt working on mastering recruiting. I have to be there for them. And I'll just give you an example. I got an email earlier and he's, you know, how do I respond to this? And I, and I respond to probably two dozen of these a day. How do I respond to this? They just send me the email. Dale, I got this. How do I respond to it? What's the best response? And and I'm trying to give feedback based on upon a lot of time, energy, effort, experience, and to help people learn, you know, trying to teach people how to fish. So this was just an example. He said uh, the response he got was, I'm not looking at network marketing since I'm fully immersed with affiliate marketing and also helping my students win with that. So that tells me, okay, this guy probably is very familiar with network marketing. He's probably been involved in network marketing, uh, and he's teaching people. He says he has students, so that's a real good prospect as far as I'm concerned. And that's what I said. I said, this could be a very good prospect. Here's exactly what I, how I would respond. I just have to ask. First name. I'm not going to reveal any names here. I just have to ask first name. When your students understand affiliate marketing pays one time and network marketing pays ongoing residual income, how do you think they're going to feel about that? That's the first sentence. Second, if you sincerely are a good teacher and want to help people, I need to introduce you to the head of North America Launch Team. That's what we call our team, North America Launch Team. But I need to introduce you to the head of North America Launch Team, Dale Calvert. Watch the video, and if it speaks to you, and I believe it will, let me know, and I can get you on Mr. Cal- Calvert's calendar. And we just send them to I, I, what I commonly call the four stars video. And if somebody sees that, it's either going to speak to them or it's not. If it does, I, I don't mind getting on the phone with them. You know, so... so that's what he sent. Uh, here's another one I just got. Uh, this lady was actually in Plexus. And I got in halfway through their text conversation. 
And he's saying, if you're curious, this is our team member. You can see the highest paid comp plan in the profession at the bottom of the page. If you have any questions, uh, let me know. Uh, and he's just sending them to his website. Uh, again, the website we provide all our team members. So he's just sending them to the website for the Play One, the video. And he didn't hear anything from her. And then he said, did you see the video? And he uses her first name. Did you see the video? We'll call her Kathy. And she responds back. And I'm going to change his name. But hi, John. Haven't seen you on calls in a while. And to give you some back story here, this guy had joined uh, social media guru. I'm going to show you how to build your business using Facebook and blah, blah, blah. One of those coaching, high level coaching programs. So he had joined it with uh, a, a network marketing guru. So I changed his name. Hi, John. Have you, haven't seen you on the calls for a while. Hope you're doing okay. I just wanted to give you a piece of advice. It's not very professional to poach people, especially when you're in a program like you're in. I really hope you're not doing this to others, too. Are you not in that former company he was in anymore? Again, poaching distributors is a made-up term by weak leaders in network marketing. Poaching has become mainstream terminology, just like old school, new school. And and I could go on and on and on. In the real world, headhunters are are moving and finding people that are ready for upward mobility in a in in the same field with a different company daily. It's part of the real world. But in network marketing, when when somebody leaves because they were not getting the they were not getting what they were looking for in your company for whatever reason. They were not getting the leadership. They were not getting whatever. But they they leave because they feel like they can do better. Then all of a sudden the company or the person that invited them to the up the path to upward mobility is a poacher. It's really kind of it's fascinating to me. But anyway, this was the response I told told him to share. He said, and, and she was in Plexus. So, if you are in if you are in Plexus to really make money, please do yourself a favor, Nancy, and listen to the podcast all the way to the end. At the end, you'll hear from a former Plexus distributor compare the team I'm with with what she experienced at Plexus. And he sends her to the podcast, momsuccess.com forward slash story 199. I think it will be meaningful for you. Let's talk after you hear the podcast this weekend. And if the person listens and they have an open heart and open mind and they've been with that company for 11 months and they're not making any money, but they love the products and they're really in the network marketing business model to make a significant impact on their financial future, they will be open if they hear that podcast. And if not, that's fine. The seed's been planted deep down the road. Maybe they will. But we just keep on rolling. 
It doesn't matter to me or anybody if they do, if they don't. All we want to do is give them the opportunity, let them see the uniqueness, the timing, et cetera, et cetera. And if it's not right for them, cool. Cool. Keep on rolling. That's how that's how you do this. See, by communicating with a lot of these people on our team every single day, every day, communicating with a lot of people, we're going to develop master. I, I said we're going to develop lead generation, recruiting, team building, duplicating ninjas. That's my goal. That's my goal. But it comes through the right systems, the right process, the right processes, the right directional leadership at the right time. You have to direct people. You then you have to coach people, which you know the direction is really the launch process, getting to the fifty no's. That's directing. It's real simple. Send this script, send this letter, do this. It's real simple. Now, after the direction, then you get into a coaching mode. Like right now with a lot of people, I'm in a coaching mode. I'm coaching, coaching every day, helping people, you know, as they're doing the outreach and they're responding and they're getting back different uh, questions or objections or whatever. All we want to do is verify that this person is closed-minded, their window is closed, they're not a prospect because, you know, I had somebody... I've been with them seven years, and I just love these products, and I love my team, my upline. That's great. Why did you join? Because I hate my job. Awesome. How close are you to quitting it? Well, I haven't made any money yet. After seven friggin' years. As I've probably said, network marketing creates a lot of delusional people. A lot of delusional people. And what I believe keeps people in, keeps them moving forward, is just truth. Telling people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. See, I have no desire to have anybody on my team, including me, doing downloading a presentation and doing it on a Zoom one-on-one for anybody. That's a colossal waste of time when we have good recorded webinars that we can use and Zoom meetings. As leaders, it's our responsibility to be very careful how we're directing people and what we're saying because for some reason, people with titles get people's attention. So the word I guess I want you guys to think about this week because it's going to be more and more important as time moves on. See, the reality is the start stops most people. 50% of the people that join the business in any company, they never launch it. They fail to launch because of fear. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else is going to think. Fear stops 50%. From the others, you have to have a very sequential game plan to take them from where they are to where they want to go. And you got to know what they want. That's why, and, you know, Zig told us, and, uh, you know, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. You ask most leaders, 
Why are your top people? Why are they doing it? What are they looking for? What do they want? They look at you like a deer and stare, staring you back in headlights. They just say, well, they want to make more money. Or they want this. They want, but they don't know specific. It's like, well, the, you know, somebody tells me, I want a new car. Okay. What kind of car? What color? Have you got a brochure on it? You know, we can get into dream boards and all kinds of stuff, but what your mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So there's reasons people succeed. There's reason people fail. There's reasons people move forward in life and expand their comfort zone. And there's reasons people don't. And when you have a culture where the primary focus seems to be to just to keep people fired up, excited on auto ship one more month and and let them think they're somebody because they're doing their own presentations and they have a business card that says they're a business owner and you're not teaching people and they're not see people know if they're progressing and growing and and getting better they do know they they know that and if as long as they're growing and progressing and getting better and more confident and more skills and, and developing a stronger mindset and a stronger posture. And, and they're, they're changing as a human being because you're focusing not just on the magic funnels, but also the mindsets. Dynamite won't get them out of the program. Dynamite won't get them out of the program if you can impact their life because the ripple effect of that with their kids and their spouse and everybody around them is the positive effects from that is just unbelievable. So I'm going to wrap this up. I've said everything I need to say. I hope I said it in a way in which it was attended. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn said never, never mistake sincerity for truth because some people are sincerely wrong. Some people just don't have enough experience. Some people don't have enough trust. Some people don't have enough belief. Some people just want to do everything as close to their comfort zone as possible. And in reality, all major growth, all success comes outside the comfort zone. And all we can do as leaders is have the structures in place, the systems in place, that if they, if people will do their job and do what they need to do, that they have a probable, predictable probability for success. And... That's why everything that you tell people to do, you know, that's why I've raised Cain about all the people that were teaching people to buy leads, you know, back in the day or start their own blog or become a member of this affiliate program uh, and so on and so forth, you know, or, or, you know, do your own presentations you know, that will never be mainstream, I, I don't think. You know, I, I'm, I'm shocked that there's actual companies that still have pitch books in their distributor kits. Again, I haven't done a one-on-one sit-down presentation since the day the VHS came out and was mainstream. We're over 60 70% of the U.S. population had a VHS recorder. Well, then we're going to start using VHS. It's being smart, guys. It's understanding that you're, you know, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And the worst thing that you can do is get down the road and and try to start putting the toothpaste back in the tube, because you see, 
there's people right now that have bought. I got to do YouTube videos every day by gurus, self-proclaimed gurus who've, who've sold this to people. And they've been doing them forever and themselves and their mama watch it. And that's about it. Now, down the road, there's a real good possibility that these people will have achieved success. They will move forward, not because of the videos, but they they will continue to persist and learn and eventually get with the right mentorship in, the right, in their niche at the right time, and they'll go on and have success. And maybe that at, the, at that point, I, the smart move for them at that time is to start a YouTube channel. But they've already messed it up to the point where, like, when when I see people trying to teach people how to do something that they've obviously never done, I don't ever want to see or hear anything from them ever again. And you see this a lot in the make money online space. You've got people, they know that people are searching for buying and selling domains, so they try to do a video on that, even though it's obvious they've never done it. Or they, they, they try to do a video on selling on eBay to make, you know, $500 a week, even though it's obvious they've never done it. All they're doing is they're just trying to cast a wide net, uh, attracting everybody into every potential money making niche that they can think of and then directing them to where they want to direct them to. And, and my whole thing is when you're out there and you're spouting about stuff that you know nothing about, Who's going to really listen to you? Is that who you really want to do your bit to, to to try to work and build a business with? Is it? So again, there's so many philosophies that have to be changed, and one of the most important concepts, I believe, moving forward. Again, I've I've talked about the importance of focus is the most important word, but if you ask me, Dale, what do I need to focus on? What do I need to focus on? And I'm a network marketer. I want to build a huge duplicating organization. I want the financial independence that I know this profession can provide. What do I need to focus on? You need to focus on the sequential, the, the sequential development of future leaders on your team. This is Dale Calvert. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the MOM Success Podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.